Hi, this is Lowell Tolhurst, co-founder of The Cure. And this is Budgie, co-founder of The Creatures, drummer with The Slits, and Susie and the Banshees. Welcome to Curious Creatures. Life after punk. You may think you know the territory, but we drew the map. And we're back with uh, some talking about strange shows that we have done. This this little uh, episode is about um, strange incidents, incidents, strange gigs yes. we may have encountered, strange things we may have encountered in strange gigs. Well, yeah, you know, gigs that you and I have have played, um, and that they were weird. You know, one jumps to mind. I have, okay. I have given this no forethought, so I, have, I make no uh, excuses or no disclaimers. Uh, okay. We, on a very early Susan the Banshees tour of the United States, and um, this particular gig was down in Florida. No, it will. Okay. And we'd gone out, and I think we were heading out on that road that goes down through the Keys. And it was oh, okay. night time. We, well, we couldn't see anything. That's the thing. It was dark. And it was dark. And we felt there's nothing going to come of this trip. We're just going down this dark road with what looked like lakes and water either side. And there's a light. There's a, a light in a kind of a shack. And we uh, entered into the realm of the, um, the gig for the, for the evening. Um, Where was it supposed to be? Was it supposed to be in, in Key West then or somewhere like that? Was, I know to this day, I don't know. But uh, <laughs> the local promoter was also the local barman and the local restaurant and the local <laughs> house. And the local, wow, wow. Uh, the, our dressing room was his house. And then you walk across yeah. the, the bayou or something. And yes. um, I remember... Uh, Peter Snarler Barnes, our lighting yes, designer. Yes, uh, he's still around. But Pete, Pete came up to us and said, do you want to see the lighting desk? And we're going, you got a lighting desk? He said, yeah. Do you want to see it? He said, go on then, where is it? And he kind of pulled his hands from around his back and held up a little box with two <laughs> two little round knobs on it and went, this, this one is off and this one is paid. <laughs> and, then, and then he gave, he said, do you want to see the follow spot? It's like, yeah, does it get better? Went, Not really. And uh, okay. he presented Susie with a hand torch. Right. Flashlight. So, fl- yeah, fla- she had flashlight. Thanks for the, th- <laughs> thanks for the translation. <laughs> I do that all the time, just you know, naturally. So, so um, the, uh, presented with, with a flashlight. Now, the gig was, we're coming up to, um, we're not far off Halloween. Right. As we, as we speak, it was Halloween. Very apt. Yeah. So... Th- I don't think many people had heard that we were in town because we were not. Right. We, we, were, we were down in the middle of nowhere right. with, with crocodiles and alligators, probably. Not, yeah. not crocs, but probably alligators. Alligators, And yes. uh, it was a chicken in the basket type of, type of place. There wasn't a lot of chicken. There were not a lot of baskets. <laughs> and there were not a lot of people. But Susie put on a great show with the handheld spotlight. <laughs> I'd pay good money to see that. I hope there's videos of that somewhere. I bet there aren't, but I'm <laughs> no. sure somebody's got one somewhere. The one person that yeah. was there, we could have been pre-video. We could have easily been yeah. down there. But, you know, that kind of thing where you put the flashlight underneath your chin and you kind of go. Oh, yeah, that makes you look really scary. Yeah. yeah, and probably, you know, we played the best show of our lives. Well, you, know, yeah. you always do when there's nobody there. 
Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it's funny you should say that because I remember playing a Halloween gig um, in Denver. And, you know, being as we're from, you know, England, uh, back then we had no idea what Halloween was about. And uh, we pulled into town and we're just sort of driving around in a rented car looking at the place and we stop at some traffic lights. And all of a sudden, you know, Fred Munster and assorted, you know, ghouls and demons come out from around the corner and proceed to spray the whole car with silly string as we're sitting in the car. We, we, we freaked out. We were like, what the hell is going on? We got no idea, you know, and the local promoter told us, oh, yeah, it's Halloween. And that night, the Cure's audience was even more goth than usual, you know, because everybody was in their Halloween costumes as well. So it was, it was kind of interesting, but that was our introduction to uh, Halloween in America. I had a similar uh, a similar experience in New York City. We went out down, you know, downtown, wherever we were staying, probably at the Gramercy, Gramercy Parkway. Right. But this this would be like 1983, 1982, somewhere around there, yeah. Yeah. when New York City was a bit worse for wear. You yes. know, and fires yeah. in buildings were like just de facto. There was like obviously a lot of insurance scamming going on. Let's set fire right. to the building, get some money. Uh, right. And the fire brigade, you know, the fire chiefs were busy, especially around Halloween. But when the fire truck went by, you know, those big, um, I mean, we'd never seen anything like it. They're huge with the horns blaring and the lights flashing. Right. And all the fire guys had like, you know, tomahawks and yeah. headdresses kind of. <laughs> wow it was just everybody was in character on the fire truck oh dear and um yeah. racing to a fire probably somewhere in the you know. wow but wow. it was a uh, it, it just uh it kind of thought okay we've arrived you know new york skyscrapers fire <laughs> yeah everything 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 with graffiti as well i remember back then um so Going to the other side of the pond and a little further, hmm. I, I'm going to recall it because your gig out in the middle of nowhere in the Keys kind of reminded me of this. Um, we did a festival in the very northern part of Europe in, in Finland, in Turku. And uh, it was sort of, I don't know, it was kind of a lake nearby and it was very misty. But the thing that was the strangest about this whole festival uh, was it never got dark because we were that far north that, you know, we went on stage at about 11 o'clock at night or 10 o'clock, something like that, and it was still still sunshine outside, you know, and at about midnight, you know, the sun sort of dipped a little bit below the horizon and then came back up again, and by 3 in the morning, it, it was fully light again, you know, and uh, that was very strange, sort of doing the whole show, but it being... Very late, but actually yes. very light. You know, it was kind of. Uh, this is this is worse than jet lag, isn't it? Oh yeah, I mean, you have to have those total blackout curtains in your hotel room, otherwise you'll never go to sleep. You'll just sort of wake up, you know, four in. I think apparently a lot of people do get up at about three in the morning there at that time of year and just go and play golf or something because because they can, you know. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it was it was very strange. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be playing golf in Turku. I wouldn't be playing golf anywhere. Actually, <laughs> I, I do remember going back across the pond. I mean, that's not really a gig, but okay, I'll just tell you anyway. We, I think, we arrived in Mesa 
Phoenix. Oh, right, right, right. Arizona, yeah. Is it Arizona? Okay. Yeah. And it's like, I think and the strangest thing was, it was about four o'clock in the mornings, and the sun was already up, five maybe. Right. Maybe I'd make, and, and the town was alive. Everything was happening. There were people on the streets because I think we were with Love and Rockets at the time. I can't, I can't remember why I, I think Love and Rockets were with us. And I do remember by about eleven o'clock, people started to go home. You know, there was it was got quiet, and we had decided it's time to get up, and go <laughs> and go for a, a dip in the pool. <laughs> yeah. And so we yeah. we think we'll have breakfast by the pool, and we kind of get you know walk out of our little poolside kind of motel room with right. a sliding door, and proceeded right. to burn the skin off the bottom of your feet. Yes, I've had that that uh, feeling in Texas the first time I, I lay down on a lounger by the pool and didn't <laughs> stupidly didn't take my shoes out there. And as it got hotter and hotter, I then put my feet down the side and had to run as fast as I could to jump in the pool. Yeah. Brit- British boys abroad. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Okay, should we get back to the uh, the gigs, the strange yeah. gigs? I do remember a strange gig, and it coincided with um, similar around the same time. Um, it would be coinciding with the the photo shoot for the first Creatures recording, the infamous okay. shower scene photo oh, session. Yes. 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 yes, yes. It was in the Newcastle City Centre Hotel. Okay, and if my memory serves me well. Uh, wheels on fire um it's it was a, there was a, a, a kind of a matinee uh, afternoon show uh, put on in the hotel uh, ballroom for want of a better word but with all the banshees gear half the back line half the crew small right. like you know one foot high stage right the, the audience yeah. comprised of um children um who were um i think they were either uh, special needs children okay who don't normally get into gigs and right, uh, right. so there's a lot of, there's a lot of hyperactivity and a lot of yes yeah uh, you know whatever you're supposed to do in this situation we're not going to do it you know right and right. we're a bit, we're just playing a set of Susan the Banshee's greatest hits not that we had right. that you know but we, we yeah. just threw, threw together all the singles we could muster in about half right. an hour and there was just one guy, like a little guy, and it was just he was intent on getting his hand up Susie's skirt or leg or something, you know. But but he was like just full of energy and beans, and nobody could hold him back. And of course, you know, you can, you can't say anything because he's a little little kid, you know. Yeah. yeah. But he's obviously got this thing going on inside. He's going like, wow. I'm good. She obviously, I'm going to have that. It was just yeah, it, 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 it was just the funniest um, and s- strangely charged uh, atmosphere of wild abandon, you know. But like maybe it's like hysteria, that fan hysteria. <laughs> yeah, I bet you can relate to the thing that just flew through my mind. Then was the, almost the opposite: the calm before the hysteria. Where am I talking about? Oh, you're talking about Japan, I think. Absolutely, in Japan. Yes, yeah, so aren't they the strangest shows? Yeah, we played uh, our first tour of Japan, and uh, you know, it, it is as a traveling musician, I think one of the 
the most different experiences you, you can have on the planet because it it doesn't resemble uh, a show anywhere else on the planet i mean you know you 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 play in europe and you play in north america and even to a certain extent south america you play in australia and pretty much you know audiences are kind of the same you know yeah. there there's some local differences but the, the, their reactions are, are pretty much similar like you can uh, hear in, the audience can't you you can hear yeah you can hear the audience and and they they make their uh, pleasure or displeasure known quite vocally and you know it's easy to judge if you've been in front of that kind of audience all your career to judge how how the show's going not the case in japan because mm-hmm. we played in japan i think we we're playing some some very large hall like you know 5000 people or whatever you would not know on our first show you would not know there was anybody out there Mm-mm. because we were listening from the dressing room and we couldn't hear anything you know and we walked out on stage and everybody was there everybody was very politely looking forward at the stage and we played our first song to complete silence you know 5000 people completely silent and then at the end of the song everybody got up very quickly clapped and then sat down again oh and was and was quiet again oh and wow so you know we all looked at each other like, like are we doing something wrong is there something that we don't know and and um some of those shows you know if it was a if it was a place in europe or a place in america there would be people coming out of their seats in the uh in the auditorium wanting to dance or you know do something in the middle of the corridors and you know they might get a little pushback from the local security but in the end you know most people are, are, are standing up and standing in the aisles not so in um, that concert in japan they were um they had little gates halfway down the the uh, gangplank, the gangplank, the gangways into the uh, audience of Freudian slip. There, listen. Yeah, so that 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 would that would certainly keep your average audience yeah, quiet, wouldn't it? No? Yeah, it would. And a little man standing at each one of these things, or a bigger man, and um, nobody was was going to go past him without the requisite pass, you know. So it was all very very super uber polite, and it took it's, us halfway through the set to kind of get used to the fact that actually no they really did like us and they were like what we were doing this was the way they expressed it so once once we realized that it's fine you know i i, I was unnerved because it was quieter than our rehearsal room <laughs> yeah yeah i think it, yeah this is weird this is weird but what happens at the end of the show when you play your last song do you is this yeah. do you get the same was it the well, same I, for I, you? I'm, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I'm pretty certain it was kind of you know insanity at that point, and everything yeah. went crazy. But you know, it was it was a completely different way of. Uh, it was a very respectful way, I think, of of listening to what you're doing. You know, so that's good. I mean, because I've seen some gigs, you know, which maybe I've gone to later on, and I watch people in front of me chatting away to their friends as as very quiet passage in the song or whatever, and yeah. I, I get a little irked by oh, that, that, that that Do you mean the disrespect of the quiet passage? Yes. 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 I mean, but yeah. as, as, as former punks, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, we now would, we're older punks. Oh, no, so. we, we would yeah. scoff, scoff at the band that expected us to be quiet. 
yeah right well we were never quiet you know no. on stage so it was like i do remember i do i do recall uh, you know whether it be tokyo or kyoto or osaka wherever we, we, we'd it was very early on in in first time say again 82 is, is my recollection right. um and it was like Beatlemania outside you know oh yeah would, absolutely every yeah. time you came down into the reception area of the hotel yeah. the, the the prince Tokyo Tower, wherever it was, and the the elevator door would open, and there'd be like a sea of like heads going like screaming or yeah. thrusting something for you to sign, and you go like, I just want to go to get my breakfast, please, just leave me alone, <laughs> and and you're thinking, I'm, we're not even Duran Duran, you know, come on, no, you know, no, si no. Simon's not here, <laughs> and it, it, we it, we had uh, we had a little security team with us, and we would go. I remember you know that that sort of you, you know it's another different way of 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 being like we would pull up to the hotel and there would be literally about five meters five yards between the door of the bus and the hotel entrance and uh, the security team who would travel on the bus with us would would say you have to stay here we're going to set things up and we'd look out and we could see nobody down the street nobody anywhere you know and it's it's like literally like a matter of you know 10 seconds to get in the hotel and they'd get out and they'd pull out these big metal barriers and put them between the the bus and the 10 10 you know <laughs> seconds away from the front of the hotel and then when they secured all that they'd come back on and they'd go okay now you you can come and get into the hotel and we'd step out of the bus the first step out of the bus suddenly hundreds of people would appear from around the corners of the street they'd been hiding in doorways and stuff uh, and we were we were kind of mobbed and it, it was very strange feeling and we we took the train like the bullet train to um osaka and um from tokyo and we were on the train and when we got on the on the platform to get onto the train, suddenly there was all these people that looked suspiciously like they might be Cure fans, and they all got on the train, like hundreds of them, on several compartments down. And we didn't see them all the time, but they were on the train with us and travelled all the way down there. It was uh, what a brilliant yeah. idea! You could just like yeah. take take your audience with you. Yeah, yeah, everybody exactly. <laughs> out the gig into the van, uh, yeah. transport everybody to the station, say see you in the next city. Oh. Curious Creatures is created and presented by Vol Tolhurst and Budgie. Producer, Joe Wong. Producer and audio designer, Dan Didier. Executive producer, Mark Cates. Associate producer, Sophie Spare. Social media, Margie Taylor. Art and logo design, Justin Thomas K. Music production, Jack Knife Lee. Curious Creatures is on the web. And you can access us at www.curiouscreaturespodcast.com. I love saying www.curiouscreaturespodcast.com. <laughs> and you can reach us on Instagram, Facebook, <laughs> at Curious Creatures Official, Twitter, at Cure Creatures. To find more of the best music podcasts, visit doubleelvis.com or follow at doubleelvis on Instagram and at doubleelvisfm on Twitter. Curious Creatures is a production of LXB LLC 2021.